0: Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the North of England. Episode 77, ethnic diversity. A big question for today, what do black Christians want from church? This is our final week talking about the church crawl from the 25th of June 2023. Next week, our awards ceremony. Will you be with us on the red carpet to find out the best and worst in Christian leadership this year? And we'll finish the season on the 15th of December with a Christmas message. So, finishing the church crawl, last week we looked more closely at our first stop, Audacious Church. Let's start off today at our middle point, Manchester Cathedral, Church of England. There are some wonderful stained glass windows. Under the healing window are five words. The first one is diversity and we're looking today at ethnic diversity. When I visit a church I often come away with one worshipper in my mind's eye. And the parishioner I noticed right at the front of this 10.30 Sunday Eucharist was a tall, slim, very well-dressed, grey-bearded, older black gentleman wearing a lovely overcoat, carrying a stick for mobility. Although the choir and clergy were all white, and I would estimate more than 10% of the congregation were people of African heritage, And a smaller number of Asian people, perhaps about 80%, were white. I am white. So how diverse is Manchester Cathedral? Well, I suspect that if you compare it with many English cathedrals around the country, you would say, yes, it's pretty diverse. Although the clergy on parade at this service were white, Dean Rogers Govinda is ethnically black. Yes, the first black cathedral dean in this country and their most recent clergy appointment is a woman of mixed race. I've been to enough rural churches where the congregation were 100% white to know that Manchester Cathedral is relatively diverse within its Church of England context. I think Dean Rogers has given a fair bit of attention to issues of race during his 17 years in post, and I would imagine that his own visible presence has helped the cathedral to attract a more diverse range of worshippers. He's a big personality and he gives a warm, strong lead. I would guess that when he's sparring with fellow cathedral deans, comparing notes and numbers on various issues, my cathedral does this, my cathedral does that, he can more than hold his own on the issue of ethnic diversity. But I'm not comparing Manchester Cathedral with the rest of the Church of England, I'm comparing it with the external competition locally, within walking distance. How does the ten to a dozen black people I worship within the cathedral compare with Audacious Church? There I would put the number of black folk at, well, too many to count. My estimate would be 200 to 250, roughly half the church So far more in both relative and absolute terms. The leaders and preachers at this Pentecostal church were all white, but the band were about half black. And all of the young people welcoming on the two entrance doors, every one of them was black. What about the third stop on our church crawl? St Mary's Roman Catholic Church was still two-thirds-ish white, but there were lots of Europeans, Asian people, South Americans and a wide range of ethnicity. It was certainly the most linguistically diverse, and I suspect the most nationally diverse. Audacious had the highest proportion of black people, but the Catholics were the most ethnically diverse. Compared with these two, Manchester Cathedral is not as diverse. Here's my big idea for today. I think the most important demographic group for the future of the church in this country are black people. Wow, why do you say that? Let me tell you about another church I visited on another day this summer. St Cross Church Clayton is near Manchester City football ground. You wouldn't want to visit on match day. I was there mainly to take in the beautiful Butterfield-designed Victorian church building. But the service was great. I pay tribute to the sermon in episode 69. Now let me give you the demographics. The congregation was similar size to the cathedral. That's to say about 70-ish. Quite a respectable number for an inner-city Church of England parish. But this is what really stood out to me. There were white folk nearly all elderly. And then what ethnicity do you think the children, young adults and middle-aged adults were? They nearly all looked like people of African heritage. If you only counted the white people, you would say, here is a church heading towards extinction. But thankfully it was not just white people. There was a good spread of all ages. It seems to me black people are more likely to go to church and bring their children. A habit fading away amongst white folk. The United Kingdom has a growing population as people migrate here from elsewhere in the world. And many of the immigrants are coming from places much more Christian than this spiritual backwater. And the most obvious example of this is people coming from Africa. So many of them coming from places where Christian faith and Christian values and church are really strong and they bring some of this strength with them. And this is a big shot in the arm for fading, ageing English church. Some of this energy goes into black majority churches here that in some cases worship in their mother tongue, not English. And some of this energy flows into historic denominations like the Church of England and some into new gatherings. Yes, you've got me. I'm out of my depth here. As a white Christian, it's not for me to speak on behalf of black Christians and to try to tell you what they think or what they want. And I can only imagine that they are not one monolithic group who all want the same thing. But of this I'm confident Because black people in Manchester go to church more than other groups, the church of the future will be shaped by what black people want from church more than by other ethnic groups. My impression of Audacious Church is that the leaders who are mostly white, some from Australia, have worked out that one of your best church growth strategies in urban England is to create an environment where black people feel comfortable and want to be. I don't think the ethnic makeup of their welcome teams is random and I suspect they've made it their business to know what are the things that this ethnicity in this part of the world want and don't want compared to other groups. I couldn't tell you what these things are, but I bet they can. So, the Church of England needs to pull its socks up and try harder, does it? not necessarily. To be fair, it's already trying pretty hard. I've told you about the ethnicity of the cathedral clergy and their monument to diversity. The Church of England has introduced quotas for black and minority ethnic people. 15% for church councils and for the fast-track to senior clergy ranks a whopping 30%, quite ambitious in relation to the actual numbers of global majority heritage people, to use the preferred jargon, in either the Church of England or wider society. And there are strict rules about short lists must have one candidate of colour. Ex Labour MP Paul Botang has chaired the Archbishop's Racial Justice Commission for a couple of years now. This year the church commissioners have made one hundred million pounds available to, I quote, address the wrongs of transatlantic slavery, which benefited church investments. Our Dean of Manchester was on the committee who set this up. It will run for nine years. I think that's a lot of money and it sounds like a lot of work. Paul Botang sees the Church of England still having a lot more work to do on issues of race. I'm not going to argue with him. But let's leave the Church of England alone for a minute and look across at the Roman Catholic Church. On my church crawl, St Mary's Roman Catholic Church was the place with the most visible racial variation. The ethnic mix was the widest. Now let me tell you what I really love about the Roman Catholic Church above the others. Whenever I worship in a Catholic Church, I'm with people from all over the world. My eyes see a wider range of ethnicity. I hear more languages and learn about more cultures. And it all seems to happen quite naturally. So if I was to pick out my favourite feature of the Roman Catholic Church congregations, I would call it effortless diversity. This is the most global church, and at the local level, it feels like a gathering of all nations. They don't have to try that hard. The diversity just flows from being worldwide. The more modest diversity of the Church of England is anything but effortless. It feels to me laboured and self-conscious. Now, to be fair, this is harder for a church that defines itself by national territory. Anything of England is awkward in an era where nationalism is deeply unfashionable, certainly amongst nice liberal people. And there is an awkwardness about whiteness, which is tricky in a white majority church. Yes, of course, there is the Anglican communion and many... Diocese have links in the developing world, but this is small fry compared with the Catholics. And you just can't get away from that of England moniker. So I think it's a genuinely difficult issue for the Church of England, and I don't have any clever solution to offer. Perhaps the Church of England's racial justice initiatives will bring good fruit. But I'm going to pick on one where I sense some bad fruit knowing how sensitive clergy are to being passed over in favour of their peers. If I were a bishop I would be worried about the effect of affirmative action quotas on clergy morale amongst the white majority, which is already dangerously low. I know a team vicar in a large parish who is a white man approaching 50 and feels his talents in ministry could be better appreciated. OK, that's true of more than half the clergy I know. What irritates this particular vicar is that the young female curate of the team gets a lot of media attention and is asked to represent the parish in the national church. He would give his eye teeth to be offered these things. His honest opinion, and of course he might be a deluded, racially biased old fool, ...is that this young curate gets these opportunities mainly because she is black, not because of ability. And he thinks he misses out on things because he is white. Now who can say where the rights and wrongs of this particular dispute lie? What I'm saying is that in a church with fragile clergy morale, fast-tracking one group of people because of their race will affect the motivation of others and there will be some resentment. Every British institution wants to woo black people and given the interest black people show in church it makes sense that all British churches want more black people. Many churches are well aware of the howler they made in discouraging the Windrush generation from coming to church in the early post-war period Not many would make that mistake today. I suspect the leadership of all three of the churches on our church crawl. If you ask them, would you like more black people? All three would say, yes, please. But they're going about it in different ways. I can't help comparing it to a young adult trying to woo someone in an affair of their heart. They all want the black worshipper to say, I love you. But I wonder if the Church of England is like an over-desperate teenager, trying a bit too hard. Whilst subtlety is not audacious, most obvious virtue, but on this issue, it seems to have a more subtle and effective strategy, more numerically successful. But The prize has got to go to the coolest suitor, who is the Roman Catholic Church, who seemed to woo people of all colours, without breaking a sweat. Yes, I love the Roman Catholic Church's effortless diversity. Final thought. I predict that in the future many important issues in English church life will be shaped by black people talking to black people. So I can't help imagining a conversation between some of the black Christians across the boundaries of our church crawl. A very vivid memory of Audacious for me, sat on the front row, was the second row, where mainly black women in their forties sat with their children. They absolutely loved the worship and were purring like cats with the cream. And so I picture them in a conversation with the Dean of Manchester, and let's say they meet him without realising he's one of the highest-ranking black church leaders in this country, because I'm sure they'd be proud of him, rightly so, and perhaps deferential. And the good-natured dialogue I hear goes something like this. He says, Come to the Cathedral, sisters, and join the battle for racial justice whilst enjoying beautiful worship. And they say, Come to Audacious Brother, and join a well-run church that puts on services our children will come to. Thank you for listening to episode 76. Looking ahead to next week, who's the best Christian leader, what church has got the best catering, and who is the funniest Christian? Please join us for our 2023 Church Ahead Awards.